America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, 221 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in the listening audience. Our latest affiliate, our newest affiliate, KYSTAM in Houston, Galveston, Texas. We're very happy to have them on board. We're on Saturday mornings there from 7 in the morning until 8 in the morning. We want to thank Matt Balasquez for putting us on the air there. They are now part of the America's Healthcare Advocate family. Welcome, Houston and Galveston. Also, you can follow me if you want to on Twitter, on Facebook at America's Healthcare Advocate. The website is americashealthcareadvocate.com. And all of these shows are podcasts on 14 podcast platforms and posted on YouTube. And yes, they are all videotaped. And my producer, Dave Thiessen, is behind the camera doing all that now. And Mr. Darren Wilhite is doing all of the audio here at Odyssey Radio. Also, if you are looking for health insurance, especially if you're chronologically challenged, and you need Medicare of any kind, you can reach out to good people at RPS Benefits by Design. Carol Lee Steele, 877-385-2224. She is a certified CMS Medicare expert, 877-385-2224. And if you are looking for employer-sponsored health care, the lovely Maria Ollers can help you with any size group, whatever it may be, from 2 to 200, whatever it is. They're happy to help you again, 877-385-2224. Anywhere in the country for Medicare, ACA, or group health insurance, employer-sponsored health care, the good folks at RPS Benefits by Design can help you. All right, joining me in studio, this took a while to get done, but we're very happy to have him here, is Dr. Vinod Velikaturi. Welcome, doctor. Thank you for having me. We are very happy to have him in studio. We are doing another one of our shows in the series on Centerwell, Centerwell Primary Care. This is a very different model of primary care solely focused on those of us that are chronologically challenged. So, so let's talk about that, doctor, because the thing that intrigued me the most about Centerwell was the fact that you are exclusively for seniors. That is correct. We take only Medicare patients, predominantly Medicare Advantage. That's our model. But we do have some original Medicare patients. And we focus only on this group because we feel we can do a better job if we're not trying to work on different aspects of healthcare where we're solely focused on seniors. Yeah, and that's really different. That's a that's a very different mm-hmm. model because I don't know anybody else that's doing this quite like you're doing. There are other primary care models out there mm-hmm. for sure, but this one is very different in that it is completely focused on seniors. You don't have to have white hair to go there, though. I'm just going to tell you it helps, but you don't have to. Uh, but and that that you know brings up a whole series of other topics about the things that are different for us than they are for people that are 35, 40, 50 years old. Um, We have different health issues, yes? Sure. Things we focus on tend to be much more uh, issues that older people face. Things like diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol, congestive heart failure. We focus a lot more on prevention in terms of, did you get a mammogram done? Did you get your colon cancer screening done? Uh, Did you get your bone density done? We focus on Things like, are you up to date on your vaccinations? We're very focused on preventive health, trying to be proactive rather than reactive. We know that we're catching people at a point in time where a lot of things have happened in their health. So we then try to bridge that gap to say, what can we do to get them in the best health that they're at at this point in time and keep them there going forward so they can live the lives they want to live? Yeah. And, you know, and that's really important because, um, 
Yeah, whether you want to admit it or not, as you age, <laughs> things start to change. Okay, um, and 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 if you don't deal with it, if you don't pay attention to it, and if you're not talking, if you're not sitting down with a primary care physician who really understands these things <laughs> and is able to, you know, talk to you in depth about those issues you face as you become you know, more aged, Mm -hmm. um, it's a different scenario for us. Yes. One of the things we focus on, we don't focus on volume. One of the issues that we frequently hear from patients, I didn't know you were going to spend so much time with me. (laughs) We are trying to do a very, I guess, for lack of a better word, a thorough, comprehensive evaluation of the patient. We try to be thorough every time we see the patient. We want to make sure we're not missing anything. Did we address the patient's concerns? Are there things that are missing Maybe the patient doesn't bring up that we need to follow up upon, whether it's something that the specialist has recommended that we do or something that we need to talk about with the patient. Hey, did you get your mammogram done last time we ordered that? What happened? We have a support staff that helps us perform those duties much better because if I need records from somewhere, I can readily send an email or a message, an action to one of my support staff, they'll get that information for me. Or they'll find out, hey, that test hasn't actually been done. So I have a lot of support to help me to get the patient what they need. You know, so this is a, there's two things I want to go to here before we wrap this segment up. First one is the time. Mm-hmm. The average time spent with a primary care physician in this country is seven and a half minutes. The way you guys do it, you're in there for 40, 40 to 45 minutes to an hour to your comment about, I didn't expect to have so much time with the doctor. Mm-hmm. That's unusual. That's not the norm here. And norm, you know, the, the patient load on primary care physicians in this country is huge. And the number of patients they have to see in a day is significant. You have a completely different model in that respect. And talk about that for a minute, because I think it's important for seniors. If you know what you want to learn about this model and what they do, this is one of the key components that makes it different. One of the things that patients <coughs> frequently mention to me is they don't feel rushed here. They feel like they can be heard. I think that's important. When you feel like you can't express yourself, you're not going to bring things that are of concern to you to the forefront that may need to be taken care of. Hey, I've had this problem with my knee for two months. You know, I don't think the doctor wants to hear about my knee problem, so I'm just going to skip it. But maybe you've been falling because of that. That's important. That's a big risk to you when somebody falls. So there's a lot of things that we may think are minor. Eh, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to mention it to the doctor. But when the doctor's hurried or pressed for time, you feel that. Maybe not directly, but indirectly, their body language speaks to you. And so we try to make that environment such that you're not feeling rushed. You have time to explore what you need. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to be able to answer 50 questions that day. That's not realistic. But... The point of the matter is that we want the patient to feel very comfortable, not rushed. And similarly, the physician doesn't feel rushed either. And so it really works well from uh, uh, both standpoints. So what you're saying is you're developing a relationship. Exactly. And they get to see the same physician every time they come in. Mm -hmm. So there is a relationship there. That doctor knows that patient because he has been seeing him or her, that patient, for a significant amount of time. You said something else that was interesting, and I just ran into this the other day, um, a, to a clinic. You know, you have to go on, you have to log on, you have to create a username, you have to get a code. Then you have to go to your phone and get the code and put it back in. And by the time I got it all done, I tried it three times, I couldn't do it. it 
Maybe it's just me at my age, okay, but I find this stuff annoying as hell. Now, you said, and I like this, if I need records or I need this or I need stuff, I have staff that will do that for me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come back and fall back on me, exactly. me, the patient, where I have to go sort this out and try to get it and get it done. That's different. And, and I'm going to tell you something. You know, for those of us that are seasoned citizens, that stuff's annoying. Okay, we are not technologically, you know, when I grew up, the telephone had a party line on it. There are three different families on one phone line. It was kind of interesting. You could listen to what a lot of other people were doing. But the point is, none of this existed. Mm-hmm. So for us, you know, going back and forth and doing all this technical stuff can really be a pain in the neck. It's nice to hear that you're going to say, hey, if you're having problems with that, we got somebody that's going to help you with that. Yeah, it's not unusual. I'll ask the patient, where did you have your surgery? And they're like, well, I think I had it done five years ago here. Why'd you have it? Well, I don't really know. That, that's not an unusual comment. No. And so I'll be like, okay, if I at least know where you got it done, I can have somebody check on it. Let's get that information. The technology issue is very relevant because a lot of our patients, depending on where they live, yeah. some are not in the best of situations. Either they're their finances are very limited. Mm-hmm. They may have a cell phone and that's about it, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't have internet, maybe they do, but they're not technologically astute. That's different than a 25-year-old that does everything on the phone. Or, or my seven-year-old granddaughter that can sit, uh, you know, like, or, or my 14-year-old grandson that's like a wizard at that. When something's exactly. wrong, I just hand him and say, can you fix this for me? Yeah. You know, it, it, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we understand that. And what I do, for example, is I print out the lab results for the patient when they come in, what we've done over the last six to 12 months. Right. And I go through it with them one by one and say, okay, this is what this means. This yeah. is what this means. This is what we're shooting for. And I give them a copy of that. Now, do I need to do that? No. But patients feel like I'm as invested as they are then at that point. And that's important. Okay. And that's, that's another part of what makes this so different. We come back from the break. We're going to continue this conversation. It's a great conversation. I think you're enjoying this today, listening to what Dr. Velikatari has to say and how Centerwell primary care works and works very differently. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Doctors in the house. Stay tuned. The Golden Rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. I'm Steve Keeker, and this is one of the founding principles of my firm, Senior Care Consulting. Since 2002, our value statement has included honor our mother and father, respect our elders, care for those in need, and treat your family as our own. We've been honored to help hundreds of families make one of the most difficult decisions they could ever make serving them in their greatest time of need. If you're looking for someone who can provide you experienced and objective guidance when searching for a senior care community, reach out today and discover the services of Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. 913-945-2800. Know your options and choose with care at SeniorCareConsulting.com. 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You know, if you want to learn about Centerwell Primary Care, you really do need to go up to their website and take a look at this. The website is SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com. SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com. If you want to call them, maybe you'd like to go have a tour, see what it's all about, see what their clinics around the Kansas City Metro. We'll talk about those in a minute. But if you want to call them and schedule a visit, maybe you want to schedule an appointment, you can do that at 816-640-8522. If you want to call, just get a tour or learn about their facilities. They'd be happy to have you come over and take a look. All right, doctor, let's get back to um, th- this this issue. Let's let's go. Diabetes is one that is a that seems to become more and more relevant to health as you age. Okay, I just went through a whole series of labs and came back at a borderline pre-diabetic, which I have never been in my life, and I was pretty upset about it. And you know, my eating habits, I work out three times a week. I'm like, what is going on? And doctor sat down and said, look, you're aging. It, you're, you're not metabolizing food like you used to. This is what's going on. So you've got to make some adjustments. So this diabetes thing is really serious mm-hmm. in, in those of us that are seasoned citizens. Let's talk a little bit about that in this segment. What, what are the risks and what do you do to prevent it? And how important is it to get that A1C checked? The A1C is important to check because that gives you a measure of what the glucose or the blood sugar has been for the last 90 days. Think of it as a continuous measurement every second for the last 90 days. So that gives me a better idea than a single, here's what your blood sugar is this moment in time. So rather than a fasting sugar, this is more comprehensive. Now, as far as what you're talking about, what are the things we can do, whether it's for diabetes or pre-diabetes, I think being active, as you talked about, working out three times a week, also being a little bit more judicious in what we eat. Uh-huh. Let me give, a, a patient told me this, and I think that's a lot of words of wisdom. You want to eat what's made in nature rather than what's made in a factory. That's, I like that. So if you think about when you go to the grocery store, if you can scan it, it's likely to be processed. That means it's going to have more of the things that your body's not ready for. Now, I don't want to seem like I'm ready to go out to a commune in Oregon. Right. But the reality is if you eat more fresh fruits, more fresh vegetables, things that are freshly prepared and less processed food, your chances of having diabetes will be less. Your chance of weight gain will be less. And obviously eating less in general means you gain less weight, less likelihood to have diabetes without getting into a deep conversation about physiology of diabetes, being more active, generally eating less calories, less processed food, will more likely keep you from becoming diabetic or pre-diabetic. Yeah, and the the other part of the problem is that if you have this marker for this and you don't pay attention to it, like I was like in full panic mode, Mm -hmm. because when I saw this, I'm like, I've never had this happen before. If you don't pay attention, you don't know it's there. Next thing you know, you are type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then God forbid if it goes on, okay, in the years that I was a you know health insurance broker and taking care of people, you know, that were in our that were in our client base all over the country, type one diabetes in a lot of cases resulted in some horrible things happening to people: mm-hmm. amputation of toes and actual feet, um, uh, emergency room visits, uh, you know, 
heart failure. I mean, the, the, the list goes on of the comorbidity rates that happen as a result of type two. And then if you don't pay attention to type two, now we're in type one and now you're really in trouble. Well, without getting too deep into yeah, type please. one or type two, uh, I think the thing to think about is that the vast majority of diabetes in this country is type two. That's people that are older. Their bodies don't make the proper adjustments in terms of how they deal with sugar over time mm-hmm. because of either weight gain or how they process the sugar. So what happens is these processes take years, frequently five, 10 years before you actually become type two diabetic. So it's not unusual for patients to have borderline sugars or be pre-diabetic for many years or even have sometimes symptoms such as what we call neuropathy, which is nerve damage. Mm-hmm that sometimes people will have these symptoms long before they actually become diabetic. So when we see patients, a lot of times they go, well, I didn't know I had this problem. Well, when was the last time you saw a physician? Well, it's been five years, 10 years. So when they talk about going in for your annual physical, even before, long before you're on Medicare, take advantage of that. Those insurance companies almost always pay for routine wellness checks. 100%. Those things are paid for. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Look at your, it's it's no different than getting a, a, a financial checkup, but this is your life. Medical checkup is important. You can get yourself out of a financial hole. If you get in a medical hole, it may not be that easy to get yourself out of that. So right. it's really important to take advantage when you have to say, okay, I need to get my health checked. It's important. I'm a value. I need to value myself and get that checked out because a lot of these things, if you work on it now, then you don't have the serious complications later, like you talked about the amputations, blindness, kidney failure, va- cardiovascular problems, such as heart attacks, strokes, all those kinds of issues. We, a lot of those can be mitigated if you work on taking better care of yourself and finding out early if you have a problem. And that comes back to being proactive, not mm-hmm. reactive. And that comes back to being able to have the time with the primary care mm-hmm. physician like you do at Centerwell, mm-hmm. where you have the time to talk to the patient. So you, you know, what's going on? What are you doing? You know, and, and get it, you get an understanding of where they're going. And then you can see, mm-hmm. hey, if you don't change your behavior, mm-hmm. we're going here. You probably don't want to go there. Yeah. And I, I think if you phrase it in a simple way, do you want to have more independence over your life and be able to choose what you want to do? Or do you want to be in the hands of more specialists and more doctors saying, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this? That's an interesting way to put that. I, that, never... that's how I, I look at it this way. I want to have more freedom of choice, more freedom to decide what I want to do. But if I invest the time and effort, I can have that. Or I can say, I'm going to let things happen to me and then I'm going to complain about it. I, so, I look, at, I look so, at it that way. Yeah. So, so you want to control your destiny or you don't want to control your, that's what you're basically saying. The more you invest in taking care of yourself, the less you have investment with doctors in terms of them doing things to you that you don't want to have done. But see, and that, that's interesting because your approach to this is very different than the typical primary care approach, uh-huh. spe- specifically because you're dealing with those of us that are aging mm-hmm. uh, and our issues are very different than somebody that's 35 sure. or 40 years old. Our risk for diabetes is significantly oh, yes. higher um, and continues to get higher as as we age along with these other things and the importance of 
the, the primary care physician getting that annual physical, going in and being getting that A1C check and knowing where you're at and here's where you're headed. And if you don't do something to stop it, you're going to have a bigger problem. Yeah. The more you empower somebody to make those changes and work with them and say, listen, one of the things that we have at Centerwell is we have care coaches. So let's say I have somebody who's pre-diabetic and they're like, I don't know what I should eat. <clears throat> Can somebody help me with that? It's no cost to them. My care coaches can work with them. It's very different. Individually. And that's important. I had a patient, very poorly controlled diabetic. Her A1C was 14, which is horrible. Yeah. She worked with the care coach. We got it down to 6.2, which is fantastic. Uh, Yeah. And this is a lady that I know is very overweight, around 350 pounds. But she was able to do it. And I know she couldn't exercise because she gets around with a walker. So if she can do it, anybody can do it. There, there is room right. there for everybody to make a difference. That's the message, folks. And if you want information, you can call them. If you want to take a tour or make an appointment, 816-640-8522, 816-640-8522, anywhere in the Kansas City metro. Also, the website, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com. SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com is the website. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, Coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast, 221 affiliates across the country. Thanks to all of you. And we are on 14 podcast platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, RSS, Podcast, Overcast, Rumble, Apple, Pocket Cast, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, Speaker, Amazon Music, Google, Odyssey, and YouTube. So we're all across the country. All these shows are uploaded on those podcast platforms and on YouTube. All the videos, some of the podcast platforms also do video now, so they're up there. And we've had about 225,000 views, actually more than that now, uh, on YouTube. We continue to grow, and we've had about 63,000 people download the show on the podcast platforms. That's this year thanks to all of you so we thank you and we are glad you're enjoying the show in studio with me dr vela katuri he is here from center well senior care once again we're going to talk a little about caregivers in this segment if you've got a grandmother or a mother or a father or grandfather or uncle that you're taking care of or you're you're the you're the person that's responsible for them and you're kind of the caregiver that coordinates what's going on with them you know th- these folks at Centerwell can make a big difference not only do they provide transportation but there are other things we're going to talk about here so if you are the caregiver you might want to take a look at this and say you know what this might be something for mom this might be something for dad or for a grandmother or grandfather and the website is seniorfocusedkansascity.com, seniorfocusedkansascity.com. The phone number, 816-640-8522, 816-640-8522. If you just want to go over there and take a tour and see what they're all about, they'd be happy to have you and happy to help you coordinate with that loved one. So let's talk a little bit about that because this is an issue. You know, it's called the sandwich generation. They're caught between the, you know, they've got they've got kids at home and and like my daughters, okay. You know, they've got kids at home, they've got jobs. They're you know they're, they're busy, uh, and then they've got parents that need care. Now, in our case, we're fortunate because Lori and I are still in reasonably decent health and don't have those kind of issues, but. As, as time goes on, those become bigger problems, and then they have to fit that into everything they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you all do is you, first of all, 
if, if someone wants to come in with their mother or their dad or their grandma, they're welcome to do that, aren't they? Of course. Of course. That's <clears throat> never been an issue. We invite their caregivers to want to come in because we want them to be a part of the conversation, assuming the patient's comfortable Correct. with that. Obviously, it's the patient's choice, but we never have an issue with that because we want everybody to be involved in the care that's involved for that person to know what's going on so that they can help make a difference because there are eyes and ears when they're outside of the clinic. Right. So they have knowledge that we don't always have. And so they can say, hey, grandma's having issues with this. You know, grandma's kind of having some problems that maybe she didn't mention. So, but we want that to be a part of the conversation when they're in the office. Yeah, you know, grandma stumbled and fell last week, but uh, you, she didn't tell you that, doctor, but yeah. she did. Th- those are important <clears throat> She's things. okay, but she fell. Yeah. Or she's starting to feel some dizziness and having some other issues. Well, th- those are important because when they tell us that, that's an opportunity for me to have a conversation with that person and say, listen, a fall can be very dangerous to you. It can lead to maybe devastating consequences where you can't end up going back home. Let's have you work on some physical therapy. Let's have you get stronger so you can maintain that balance. That interaction with the caregiver telling me that is going to make a difference in that person's life. See, and that, and, and this gets back to that whole conversation about proactive, not reactive. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if that son, daughter, you know, or, you know knows that, hey, or, or you know, it's the, their grandparents, whatever the case may be, if they know they've got a place to go where they can talk to you, the physician, and say, you know, mom's having this problem. We don't quite know what to do. Or she did she mention to you this or that? Then you've got an opportunity to correct that before it becomes something. I, it's very interesting. I was on the phone with somebody today and I, the, about an issue very similar to this. And he said, I finally told them that if they didn't do this and they broke their hip, it was over for them. And this is what this was a child talking about a parent. And he was 100 percent correct. The, it, so. That, that interaction has to happen a lot of times because, first of all, seniors can be very stubborn. Yeah, that's a fact. Okay, people, we all know that. Okay. And number two, they don't always tell you everything that's going on. Okay. Until, you know, I had a, a friend who, you know, sat up in his second floor bedroom for two weeks without ever leaving. And he had a little pot plate up there and, and lived up there because he couldn't get down the steps but didn't tell anybody. Those are the kinds of things where if there's interaction or somebody's checking on them, that's part of what you all do. Yes, and we, we are very involved. Obviously, we're involved as much as the patient will allow us to be right. involved. If they say, hey, bug off, don't bother me, okay. We, we don't have a choice in that matter. But we try to let them know that we're here to help them. We can advocate for them if needed. But if they don't let us know, then we're stuck. And so that's where, whether it's a caregiver, uh, our reach out to them, all those are important because engaging the patient means that you're involving with the patient, meaning you can do a better job for them. Again, the patient has to be involved in the sense that they want to give you information, let you know what's going on. But most patients, when they realize we're coming from a place of we want to help, then they go, okay, so, I'm ready to tell So you. tell that story about, the, the, I think you did this off air, about the, the patient that came in that didn't know she could get transportation. Yeah, so I saw a patient today. It had been over a year since she'd come into the office. And she was like, and I asked her, why didn't you come in? Well, I didn't know I could get transportation. I said, we have that option. But if you're not sure, call us. We may be able to do things for you that other offices can't do. Right. But if you don't ask us, I can't help you. 
but you have to communicate with us and we can communicate with you. In, in a way, it's a medical marriage. Yeah. And and the other, that goes back to the caregiver thing. You know, my wife's got a heart condition and, and Andrea, our daughter that lives here, almost always goes to the appointments with the specialist that we have to see. But she has to take time off and mm-hmm. she has to be able to go. And so sometimes she can't do that. We do it virtually or whatever the case may be. But the point is, it, 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 you know, if, if, if Lori could not get to the doctor and I wasn't here, I was someplace else, there's transportation available. And those are the kinds of things that caregivers oftentimes don't even know about. Exactly. But if they're coming in with, if you're coming in with your parent, with your grandparent, okay, to, uh, to center well, and you're participating, you're going to learn these things, and it's going to take some of that burden off, and it's going to make life better for that parent or grandparent that you're partially the caregiver for. We, we also recognize, and I think one of the things you and I talked about off camera was that some of, the, some of our seniors are very lonely. You called it the TV's their only yeah, friend. Yeah, TV's their only friend. Yeah. And this is an ongoing phenomenon that we hear about more no. and more. We have an activity center in our location where we have events happen a few times a month where seniors can come in and do things, whether it's playing bingo, whether it's doing some arts and crafts or just socializing or doing something that gets them out of their... Out of the house. Exactly. Out of their apartment, wherever right. it is. We need human interaction. We're not robots. We're not machines. So we need to interact with other people. That's what makes us different. And so we understand that. We want people involved. I've also done numerous talks at churches and other places. And you'd be surprised how much people, when they find out how our model works, how it can help them, they go, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know you offered that. So we we want to partner with the patient to help them get better. And that that's very funny. We just did a show here a couple of weeks ago, and there was a study released. It was in JAMA, uh-huh. Journal of American Medicine, about loneliness and the mortality rate oh, yes. being significantly higher from people who are suffering from loneliness. Typically, it's a widow or widower, okay, who has you know been married. In my case, I'm married 39 years. I mean, I... I you're typically for us, you know, marriages are long term. And what winds up happening is when that spouse is gone, there's this huge void mm-hmm. and everything goes upside down. Well, society has changed a lot. You know, you talked about your daughter working. <clears throat> so in, in the olden days, that might have been different. There may have been another, a support system, whether Correct. it's family, friends in the neighborhood, the village, whatever you want to call it. That has changed. And their kids may be in other cities. That's another, yeah. Their kids may be out of the country. Maybe they don't have a relationship with them, whatever it is. So that becomes a major issue for their overall health. I mean, whether it's depression, whether it's heart disease, whatever, there are a lot of things that are going on. And so having that other activity, that social outlet, makes a huge difference in how a person does. Yeah, it does. And it's important to understand, I think, that what we're talking about here is a total picture of total mm-hmm. care. What you all are doing, is what I said at the beginning of the broadcast, this is very different. I hope you're getting this, okay? Because this is the total package. This is, And it's focused solely on seniors. That's the part about this that I think makes it so unique. You're listening to the doctor who just had a patient in today, he was talking about, that's what they do that is very different. They have the time to listen. They have the time to interact. They have all kinds of resources that can help. 
you know, if that's your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather, whatever the case may be, or maybe you're just someone listening to this broadcast right now, you can call 816-640-8522. They'll be happy to talk with you, schedule a visit, schedule an appointment if you want to. 816-640-8522. Or if you want to go to the website, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. The doctor's still in the house. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. In studio with me today, Dr. Bella Katuri. He is here from Centerwell to talk about Centerwell Primary Care for Seniors. Now, there are seven locations in Kansas City, Grandview, Midtown, Raytown, Truman Road, State Avenue, Olathe, and Independence. So there's, there's a facility somewhere near you in the Kansas City metro, wherever you may be. Uh, you can go up on the website, uh, Senior FocusedKansasCity.com, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com, or you can call 816-640-8522, 816-640-8522. If you're that caregiver we were talking about in the last segment, you might want to take a look at this. It might make things a lot better for that person in your life that you're responsible for. Not only just the issue of the transportation and some of the other things, but having somebody that is consistently there to interact with you, with that parent, grandparent, whatever the case may be. This might be an answer that you've been looking for. Once again, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com, SeniorFocusedKansasCity.com. All right. This is near and dear to my heart because I am a Vietnam veteran. And I know that one of the things that you do uh, at Centerwell uh, in appreciation for veterans, you have a thing called a pinning ceremony. Mm-hmm. Drew Hare, who is your market president, has tried to get me to come to those a couple of times, and I haven't been able to do it. But it shows an appreciation for the people that served and all the rest of it. But And that's great. But what I really want to talk about is the fact that now with the uh, Medicare Advantage programs, whether it's the Blue Cross program or whether it's the um, Humana program or whether it's United Healthcare program or whether it's a Cigna program or the Aetna, whatever the case may be, they all offer a program for veterans that allows you to keep your veterans benefits because you want those prescription drugs from the VA because you don't have to pay for them. And that's great. Okay. But if you want care at a private facility where it's going to be excellent care, somewhat different than what you get at the VA, and I can say that, doctor can't, but I can. Um, this is a way for that to happen. Um, and I'll go back to the caregiver thing. We're gonna talk about this in men. But the, if, you, if you are that caregiver for that Vietnam veteran or Korean War veteran or whatever the case may be, and they need this kind of care, this is a much better system, in my opinion, okay, than what you see at the VA. First of all, the waiting times are not there. When somebody walks in, this I asked Drew this. When somebody walks into your waiting room, how long do they have to wait before they see the physician? Typically, I'm, you know, five ten minutes. That's at most. exactly what. You yeah, know, I mean, and, and, and Doctor Akimi yeah. on here, and she said the exact same thing. Yeah. Oftentimes, people walk in and they don't, they barely get to sit down; they're ready to go. It's not the same thing, okay? Where you're sitting out in a queue waiting for you know your number to be called before you can go in and see somebody. So. It's just, it's a very different level of care. So talk about your interaction with veterans and what you've learned. Because you've been doing this a long time with veterans, not just at Centerwell before that. But talk a little bit about that. I I think the veteran population, first of all, they're the salt of the earth. They are just some of the best patients you'll ever meet, the most grateful people. So we need to honor their service to the country. I think what we have is we have the opportunity to give them as much individualized care as they want. 
And I think that's important because it's rather than just everybody gets fed in and here's what everybody gets, we can gear treatment to that patient, to their individual needs. And I think that's what's important is individualizing whatever that person needs. And your point about how long we have to wait and whatever, we're not focused on you've got to see X number of patients each day and here's the volume you need to bring in, otherwise our practice. That's not our model. Our model is based on how well we take care of the patient. That's what's important. And I think that's what the veterans can benefit from. Yeah, and and you have an understanding of the issues, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and, and that's very, very different, okay? And, 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 you know, it goes back to the first part of the show when we talked about the average amount of time you spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've talked to a doctor who came in, doctor and some, when patients say, I can't believe we're going to get, I've got this much time with you. I, I can't believe I can sit here and talk to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk, you, 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 before we went on air, you talked about, you know, one of the things you talked about uh, was coming to the, the CU and not feel intimidated and bring four or five questions with you. Let's close out with that, doctor. So I think, first of all, it's important that, first of all, patients frequently shy away from asking questions because they think it may be, makes them look stupid or that's not a good question, they need to get rid of that thought process. It is your health. If you have that question, there are probably many other people that have that same question that are either afraid to ask or unwilling to ask. This is the best way for you to advocate for yourself. The more prepared you come in and be willing to ask rather than pull up in your driveway and go, oh, I forgot to ask that question. Write it down. It's okay. Now, does that mean I want 50 questions? No. Make it three or five the most tangible, important questions to you. We want to work to help you resolve those issues so that you leave going, okay, that doubt was clarified. That concern was resolved. I got an answer. Now I don't worry about that anymore. Or, hey, that is an issue. I need to get that checked out further. Whatever that is, we want to help get you in a better state. And if you don't ask, we, we're not brain readers. We can't read your mind. So please ask. That's going to help you do a better job taking care of yourself. We can also help you in that regard. Yeah, again, as you said, there, you know, and again, I'll go back to this caregiver thing. If you are the one that's bringing your mother, your father, your grandmother, put down some of those things you're concerned. You know, if they're not sleeping well and they're saying, you know, I just, I just can't get to sleep. Or, I'm not getting I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm only sleeping. Well, the, the longer that goes on, the more difficult your issues are to become because it, it snowballs and it becomes a bigger and bigger problem. Sure. You're not going to know about those things if somebody doesn't say something. Yeah, and it can be the caregiver that's bringing them at that appointment. It can be the patient themselves. Hey, you know, we, we talked about the patient that had the knee problem that fell. Right. They don't tell me. I can't read their mind. But if the caregiver tells me or the patient themselves volunteers, hey, I fell two weeks ago. Well, what happened? I tripped on the carpet. Okay, that's different than I simply fell. I lost my balance. Whatever it is, I stumbled over a step. Okay, that's different. Well, how frequently does that happen? Well, pretty much happens every couple of days. That's a different thing. Then it's not a stumbling issue. Then there's something else going on that we need to look at. So those are all important things that we want to ask. Just because you have a question doesn't mean that we're going to sit there and say, oh, gosh, it's Mrs. Jones coming in with 50 questions. That's not what we're about. We know who 
needs the attention, and we'll work toward that. Yeah, and that's what's very different about this program. And I think if you'll take the time to take a look at this, I think you'll see. You know, we're doing a series of these shows. When I did the very first one with Dr. Kime, I was totally impressed with what they do and how they do it. So if you're interested, 816-640-8522, 816-640-8522. The website, SeniorFocusKansasCity.com, SeniorFocusKansasCity.com. Thank you, doctor. It's been great having you in here today. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm going to bring you back. I think we learned a lot today. And now I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we most surely will perish together as fools. Truer words were never spoken. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate today, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.